Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Well, welcome back to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks. We have had a lot of things going on, specifically Thanksgiving and students having tests and holiday, but we're back and we're ready to go. I've got Christian again with me. Hey, Christian, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, and looks like through popular voting, we are getting into the book of Philippians, which secretly, that was what I was hoping would win and we would get into. Our first message, what we want to do is give a general overview of the book of Philippians. And then afterwards, throughout the next 8, 10, 12 weeks, we're going to really hone in concerning a couple of these main points. But the reason we wanted to do an overview is I want everyone to kind of forget their concept of what Philippians is about. You know, some people's idea of Philippians is, oh, this is Paul's letter when he was in prison, showing that he was a a man of faith, you know, a, a faithful martyr for the Lord. I actually want everyone to get rid of all those concepts. And then let's kind of look at Philippians from a different view. Maybe even why is Philippians different than, say, Ephesians or Colossians? So, Christian, uh, do you want to just kind of go ahead and give us a, a general overview? Sure, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into Philippians also. It's a short book, but I think there's a lot of riches here. And like you were talking about, Philippians is a little bit different. Philippians, it's short, just four chapters. And uh, it's not a lot of doctrine. In fact, you know, it's full of Paul talking about his experiences, specifically his experiences of Christ. You know, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of verses and Paul's talking about rejoicing in the Lord, not being anxious later on. Um, in the beginning chapters, he's talking about magnifying Christ in his body. and for me to live is Christ. Like, what does that even mean? You know, (laughs) I think it'll be great. We can get into it and kind of pick apart some of these verses about Paul's experience and, and see how that can really become our own experience, our experience of Christ and our, even our enjoyment. I think we've mentioned before in previous podcasts this matter of God, he's not just giving us a Bible to follow a rule book of how we should live or how to be a Christian in just in a legal sense. Um, but there's really a matter of experiencing God and, and enjoying God, right? I'll just mention again from Genesis, that point about God presenting himself as the tree of life to us. He's a tree with fruits to be enjoyed by man. And this line of enjoyment is really uh, continues throughout, throughout the entire Bible. And here in Philippians, maybe we get into a little finer 
details about experiencing and enjoying Christ. Amen. That's wonderful, Christian. You know, I, I think for our listeners who haven't been following along the podcast, I recommend them going back and listening to our Genesis and Romans podcast to kind of get this view of what God is to man. Like you said before, Christian, many of us growing up uh, in Christian homes, you know, we appreciate God as our wonderful creator, you know, as God Almighty, all powerful in the universe. Some of us, once we got saved, we started appreciating the Lord as our personal savior, someone who died for us, who shed his blood, was resurrected and now ascended to the Father in, in the heavenlies. But I feel like most of our, our, our relationship with God is like that. Like he's on this throne and we just worship him and we just do this every Sunday because this is what we were taught to do. But when you come to the Bible, you start realizing that even when God first created man, he didn't put man in a classroom to teach him the rules, right? He didn't put man uh, into a factory so that he would just start laboring and building things, but rather he put man in front of the tree of life. And that really showed a dependence on God and enjoyment of, on God. And again, for those who aren't quite sure what we're talking about, check out the podcast before so they can definitely see the, the broader picture. But like you said, today in Philippians, we are going in a little different direction than, say, Ephesians and Colossians. In Ephesians, you have uh, Paul revealing God's eternal plan that was born out of his good pleasure and all these deep turns about his will and, and these matters. Then you look in Colossians, you talk about this term, Christ in his fullness, right? And Christ in his, uh, another term I've heard ministers use, all-inclusiveness, right? How broad Christ is. But these are very, I like what you use there, Christian, doctrinal. So we can so memorize these things almost like facts, like, okay, this is a fact, this is another fact, this is another fact. But Philippians is different because Philippians goes straight into experiencing Christ. This is where the rubber meets the road. You know, Once you see God's eternal plan, you see God's good heart's pleasure and things like that, you might be just, wow, that's awesome. But what does that have to do with me? You need Philippians. You need Philippians to show you what it means to experience Christ as someone who is part of God's eternal plan. God's plan is for you to enjoy Christ, right? For you to live Christ. Now, Christian, before we uh, started recording, you brought out kind of four points outlining the entire book of Philippians. Do you mind sharing that with our listeners? Yeah, so uh, I've got four points. They're connected to the four chapters in Philippians. And the first one is living Christ to magnify him. And this is mainly from verses 19 and 20, I believe, in chapter one. So that was living Christ to magnify him. These points are kind of the main experiential points that we'll probably at least cover, I think, during our time covering this book. So the first one was living Christ to magnify him. And the second point, taking Christ as a pattern and holding him forth. And that's based on uh, a couple of verses, um, verses five through 11 in chapter two. And then the next point, pursuing Christ to gain him. 
that's kind of the middle of chapter 3, verses 12 through 16. And then finally, having Christ as the secret of sufficiency. So that's the last set of verses in chapter 4, where Paul's talking about, uh, I know how to be a base, and I know how to, be a, how to abound, and in all things, I've learned the secret. So anyway, again, I just want to mention, you know, this, I think these are very experiential. And even for as individual believers, these points can really be applied to us and a help to us um, in seeing how we can experience Christ. Amen. Well, Christian, today, let's go ahead and get into that first point this matter of magnifying Christ and living Christ. So I'm going to go ahead and read Philippians 1 verses 20 and 21. So 20 says, As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body. Now some translations actually will translate it as magnified. Christ will be magnified in my body whether by life or by death. 21a, for to me to live is Christ. So Christian, these two verses are powerful and striking, and they're not everyday language that we use. Uh, Even on Sunday morning, we don't go around saying, you know, Christ be magnified in my body, or this, for to me to live is Christ. That's quite quite a statement, but it's clear as day here in black and white letters in Philippians. So Christian, let's go ahead and develop these two points. What does it mean to magnify Christ? Well, magnifying Christ, perhaps that means that Christ might be really small for some reason. And that's, that's really the case in a lot of society today. Even here in America, we're a Christian country, but Christ is seen by people as so small, right? Jesus, the, the man Jesus, Jesus Christ. Who is he? Like, was he just a guy who lived 2,000 years ago? Maybe, you know, some people even dispute, right, if he existed. And, you know, in their eyes, he's nothing. He doesn't mean anything. But Paul here, right, he's actually the verses before here, he's talking about preaching the gospel again. And the Philippian believers participating in, in, in that joint endeavor of preaching the gospel. And it's not just a gospel of salvation, but they're preaching this person, person, Jesus Christ, and they're magnifying him. They're making him bigger to others around them. And, you know, that that's something that we can do even today in simple ways. Yes, definitely through our living in a kind of, subtle way as we are ones enjoying christ uh, endeavoring to to live christ in a normal way that expression magnifies christ why why are we able to live that it's not out of ourselves i can be good to a certain extent but after some time you know once i've reached my limit that's it well christ allows us to live a, a normal uh human I don't know, just a normal human way. And, and that really magnifies Christ. And, and also we can magnify Christ by, we can literally just tell others about him, right? And our experience of Christ, what we've seen about this wonderful person, 
yeah, he came to the earth. He died for me, you know, like, oh my goodness, Christ died for me. There's so much there. And then now Christ, he, he became the life-giving spirit. We mentioned that in Romans. And he's become the life-giving spirit to give life to me. That's Christ. And hopefully we can magnify Christ in this way, this wonderful person to those around us. That's perfect there, Christian. And I like what you said. You know, in today's society, Christ is, to many people, no different than some other martyr or some other, you know, wise man or some other good person that lived by a good set of rules, you know. And so in people's eyes, the Lord is so small, just an insignificant man, just like any other man. But here, Paul, what he is saying is when I'm preaching the gospel, I'm not just saying, telling you a story. I'm not just telling you the, oh, you're a sinner, Christ died for you. But actually, Paul said, for me to live is Christ. You know, and that is so powerful because you start realizing that, you know, sometimes we ask the Lord, like, Lord, I need to be more patient with my children. So I, I pray that a lot. Lord, give me patience. You know, Lord, give me more love for my fellow man. You know, Lord, give me more, um, you know, strength to overcome uh, this hard semester in medical school for our medical students. Guess what the God wants to give you? He doesn't want to give you patience or peace or kindness or strength as a thing in itself. He wants to give you Christ. He wants Christ to be those things to you. He wants Christ to be your patience. He wants Christ to be your strength. He wants Christ to be everything so that when you live, you live Christ. And when people see you live, they don't see you living a, a good life or a moral life or a life with a high standard, but they see Christ as God becoming a man now living on the earth. See, now Christ isn't so small anymore. Christ is not just some person in history, some historical figure. Christ is now someone that is actually living inside one of his beloved believers. Right. And this is, this is so wonderful, Christian. I can't wait for us to get into Philippians because I really want, I want to know how to live Christ. I want to be able to say this and mean it. You know, I want to be able to tell people, yeah, for me to live is Christ. I feel like that is such a testimony. And that's something that is lacking right now in, in most of our living. I don't know if you have any closing thoughts, Christian. I just had one verse as a help to me to kind of unpack this, uh, this matter of living in Christ. I thought of John 6.57, where the Lord says, He who eats me, he also shall live because of me. So, you know, I, I think this is really mysterious. We're, I definitely say I'm a learner of Paul's experience here in Philippians of how to live Christ in a normal way. And a big component of that, I think, is what the Lord said, you know, in John 6, where, where when we eat him, when we are partaking of him, when we are experiencing him, when we're enjoying him, because he's our source, that is enabling us to live him. It's not out of our effort of trying to be like Christ so much. There is some value in that, to, to be honest. There is a little bit of value in that. But 
as Paul says in Galatians, when we're trying to fulfill that law, that standard, eventually it's going to bring us to Christ. So anyway, may we really become the best enjoyers of Christ so that we can uh, live him out and magnify him. And uh, just looking forward to, to enjoying Christ as we go through this book of Philippians. Amen, Christian. Well, I, again, I, I'm like you. I can't wait to get into this book. The riches are huge. I feel like, especially to so many of our medical students who are stuck in a prison-like situation, like Paul was in the book of Philippians, there's a lot of experience that can be gained in their environment, right? In fact, this is something that God has ordained for his believers so that we would all learn to live Christ. Well, Christian, thank you again so much for your time. We are going to go back to weekly podcasts for the next couple of weeks, at least until the end of the year, which is actually kind of close. It's kind of shocking that we're so close. So thanks again, Christian. Amen. Now lives in me. One with thee, one with thee, one with thee, one with thee. Day by day I share thy riches, thou art everything to me. Now I share thy human life, Lord, filled with thy humanity. All of thy complete obedience is available to me. One with thee, one with thee, one with thee, one with thee. Day by day I share thy riches, thou art everything to me. One with thee in crucifixion on the cross, I died in thee. I am dead unto the world. Lord, and the world is dead to me. One with thee, one with thee, one with thee, one with thee. Day by day I share thy riches, thou art everything to me.